Hello everyone, welcome to the Tales from the Pod Crypt, I'm Wade, and we are back, pseudo kind of back, uh, with new episodes, well, just this episode so far, this is actually a lost episode, um, this was an episode we recorded six months to a year ago, and was lost, didn't know where it was, uh, and it was, it was just so, like, just, like, devastating, not devastating, more of a bummer. Um, but we found it on a flash drive that I, I didn't know I had. So here's a lost episode with Diana Koch. Um, if you like the episode, please follow us on Instagram, Tales from the Pod Crypt, and give us like a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast streaming services you use. Um, that way we can get more episodes out there um i am looking into reformatting it a little bit because there was a lot of like time and effort and had a schedule of guests and stuff like that so we're thinking about doing more a consistent basis um and also have a way for whoever i'm with can watch it not on youtube with underwater uh quality um so you know that, that may mean I have to, like, have them borrow DVDs and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things we have to go through. But uh, until then, we have plenty of other episodes you can listen to from the past. But here is a special episode, uh, that, the lost episode, uh, Three's a Crowd with Diana Koch from Giallo of the Month Club. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pod Crypt Season 2. I'm your host, Wade. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 5, Three's a Crowd. But now in this podcast, there's only two people in this podcast. I'm joined by a frequent guest, the returning Diana Koch from Jail of the Month Club. Hi, Wade. Thanks for having me back. Of course. And before we start this episode, got to remind you guys that to check out Jen Tonin, who does the music, jentonin.bandcamp.com. Go buy her stuff. She's awesome. That's a quick plug. And also follow us on Instagram. Tales from Podcrypt. But here we're, we're talking about Three's a Crowd, which is um, a dark episode. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah. Um, generally, out of the three guests, I, give, I, I was like, who should I give this to? You appreciate character development. You, you appreciate yeah, yeah. dark stuff. You love hereditary, for God's sakes. Yeah. Uh, and I thought Scott would hate this with a passion. Right, right. So I yeah. gave it to you. Yeah, uh, no humor. There's not any humor in this one. No, unless you're like, man, this guy smokes a lot. <laughs> this guy runs around with his shirt on. Yeah. Um, also, apologies. I feel super nasally today. I'm getting, um, I'm on the men from a cold. You've had like a two-week <laughs> cold. It's lingering, man. I haven't been sick in like a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I've been wearing my mask everywhere. Then the second that, like, no one else is wearing their mask, of course I get sick. I'm thinking, I've been sick in a long time. No, the vaccine I had that, I was a 20, it was a 24 hours chills and fever. That doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. Okay, so I haven't had, I haven't had a cold in a long time, so yeah. I feel fine. Now you're going to give me a cold That means the masks were working. Watch, you're going to give me nah, a cold now. I'm just, um, on the mend. On the mend. But here we're talking about Three's a Crowd. From the issue, uh, from Shock. And Suspense Stories, number 11. This came out May 1st, 1990. I was less than a month old. Is that what the magazine's usually called? 
There, there's a couple. Okay. There's There's shock and suspense stories. Actually, the episode two of season two is the first Tales from the Crypt issue. Okay. Most of it's like, you know, shock, you know Vault of Horror, uh, Haunt of Fears, shock and suspense stories. Later on in the bad seasons, they get into... Like, weird pulp? Like, offshoots of EC Comics? I don't know. Like, crime stories or something like that. But, yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, the, the name of the magazine stood out to me, and I don't remember seeing that in any of the other ones I've watched. Yeah, the, it had, <clears throat> they always just pick uh, and just loosely based on it. This, is, this makes sense, because it's very... It's not, it's not super Tales from the Crypt's, like, classic... It's very like oh boy, it's well, kind of soap opera. <clears throat> yes, uh, we'll get into it. Uh, so the back end before we get to the the story, and the cast, we have the screenplay, which was written by three people. Three's a crowd. Yes, three's a crowd. Uh, look at you with the jokes, <laughs> uh, Kim Hickett. I'm gonna butcher this. I'm sorry, Kim. Kim Hickettelson. She's only written two things this episode, and something called Philadelphia Experiment Two. Hmm. Don't know what that is. Uh, and then there's Annie Willett, who only wrote this episode. That's all they have on IMDb is this episode. <clears throat> and it is also, screenplay is also written by the director, David Burton Morris. He did films like Loose Ends, Purple Haze, but mostly he's done TV movies. Throughout his whole career before this episode and after, just TV movies. Which is interesting, because most of the people we've had are pretty big name people. I mean, Richard yes. Donner for R.I.P. Season one. Yeah. In season one, there were a lot of big names. Well, I Robert, don't know. Robert Zemeckis like, was in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it's, it's kind of strange that the first season, there were these big names, and then the second season, at least with this episode, I'm not sure who directed the other episodes, um, it kind of falls off. Where it's typically with television, it's like, it kind of <clears throat> catches a little fire and yeah. a little like well, and no, like um, attention. Yeah. So then director's like, oh, I want to direct on that show because it's like getting popular. Yeah. The first half of the season was like the first few episodes. I mean, you had Howard Deutsch, uh, who uh, did like you know did um, Saint Elmo's Fire, not Saint Elmo's. Yeah, did Saint Elmo's Fire stuff like that, and also the second episode was directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, so, you know, we have some people coming in, but they're sort of slowly putting more TV directors gotcha. and it shows because this is very soap opera, as mm-hmm. you've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, but casts, we basically have three people that are in the cast, um, three major characters. There's four. We'll talk to them when we do, when we do the recap and yeah. stuff like that. But like, it's mostly three actors, Gavin O'Harely. Um, I don't know if you know this, but he's Irish. He yeah. plays Richard. He's an Irish actor. He's the husband. Yes. He got uh, his start on Happy Days as Chuck Cunningham. Whoa. Uh, He's also in season two of Twin Peaks. He's the guy who's dressed like the Mountie. Huh. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, film-wise, he was in Superman 3, Willow, Death Wish 3, and The the Descent 2. He's still acting. So good for him. Yeah, good for him. Uh, And then we have the female lead, Ruth DeSosa, playing Della. Mostly small television. She was also she was in Freddy's Nightmares, and she's mostly like known, probably known for the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles and Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. Hmm. Um, she, film wise, she's been in Hook, Delta Force Two, and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Smaller nice. roles, they're not major roles. And finally, we have Paul Lieber as Alan. He's mostly done like one episodes of television. And Alan's the best friend. Yes. Right. 
He's he hasn't done much. I mean, he's been on like some episode. He's been on like one episode of each of these shows, like Dexter, Kirby Enthusiasm, X Files. Uh, he's mo- he's also mostly known as Larry Doyle in Dallas. I've never seen Dallas. Mm-mm. Don't know, but that's the only thing he's been in more ep- more than one episode in. So he's mostly a character actor, it seems. Yeah, seems yes. like it. Yeah. Okay, I think we're ready for the episode. Are you? I'm ready. I'm ready to do my dramatic reading. Of also, you didn't say guys and ghouls. Hello, guys and ghouls. <laughs> yes. So we have the opening segment. Uh, we see Crypt Keeper on, you know, he's got um, a microphone like us. I guess he's a podcaster. He's ahead of the curve. He's ahead of the curve. He's like telling these stories via podcast. You hear that, Zabrowski? You hear that? Henry Zabrowski? Yes. You hear that? He originated the spooky stories on podcasting. (laughs) Anyway, here we go. Got my notes ready. There we go. Hello, party animals. Are you ready to bop till you drop? Dead, that is. Tonight... I've chosen a fiendish little tale from my hold of moldy oldies. We've been invited to an anniversary celebration of holy deadlock. You know, to love and to perish, for richer and for horror. In sickness and in stealth. I don't get that one. (laughs) Until death do us part. This is one anniversary the husband will never forget. Mm. Yes. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. That's the reaction I thought we were gonna get for this episode. I, I could re- not understand what he was saying. He said like in, in in death and stealth or something like that. No, no. I mean, I understood that. I couldn't hear really what he was saying on yeah. the YouTube that I watched. It yeah. wasn't great quality audio, but I knew that you were going to do a dramatic reading, so I figured I would just listen intently. Yeah. Right now. Um, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, you can blame. There's a lot of stuff that's going on legally. Like whoever bought the rights for the distribution is like, no, documentary streaming sh- streaming sites. So sorry. It's okay. I'm just gonna buy everyone. It's a guess. I just sets the, the test for crypt sets. Screw it. He says that every time. So, I think. Um, I was gonna lend my. I was gonna lend <laughs> my DVD, but also the DVD I have is like disc one is like corrupted. Or as a scratch one? I don't know. Anyway, enough of that. Let's start with the episode. And we start with the most positive way. A depressed Richard smoking cigarettes in a very blue room. <laughs> like, the room was very blue. That was a weird... Like, yeah, that was definitely a weird set. Yeah. Especially when he's looking at the door, which has no blue at all in it. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for Della. And Della's been gone for four hours. How dare she? Not She said one to two at most... And he's like, he's like, I have a lot. I had a lot to catch up on. I guess yeah. cigarette smoking was part of it. Yeah, I had a lot of cigarettes to smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we learn that he has a friend named Alan, and they were high school friends. And uh, you know, really, uh, and then Richard's really hitting that at that mini bar. He's just yeah. like, he's just pouring like little those little which, bottles. Which, <laughs> when you're in your own home. Just get a full-size bottle. Yeah. You don't need the minis. I know it was for a fact to show, like... I thought it was a hotel, but it was their house, and it was like... Yeah, it was their house. Yeah. Yeah, while well, Della walks in with a new coat. Yeah, the nice white coat. You know what I have to say to that? What? 
women be shopping. Women be shopping. Burr, 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 burr. Give her four hours. Yes, damn it. Yeah. Damn Richard. Um, a little paranoid, I'd say. A skosh. Yes. A skosh paranoid. Um, and <laughs> he obviously has problems, but then he's like, he apologizes. He loves her so much, and he's afraid he's going to lose her. Yada, yada, yada. But then she's reassuring that she'll always love him. And he's like, I wish, you know, I could give you a kid. I wish I could give you the world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Very sad. And then they have kind of a hot makeout session a little bit. And then Alan calls. And it's interrupted by, I, under, mm, I understand that it's kind of a, a, I don't know, the poor writing, I guess, on that part, because who who does that? Who just stops a makeout session to answer a phone? Yeah. Even when you later find out what that phone call entails, that yeah. could have waited. That could have waited, yeah. This, this could not be made... Today, because that's it, why I say it would just so, be a text message. It's so soap opera esque. Yes, because there's just these really just outlandish actions that take place that don't yeah. need to happen. But I get why they happen. Yeah, and then she's like, that. "It's not time to tell them in the background." And uh-huh. like, wow, little hammer on the head there, and there was a cool shot of yeah. Richard just sitting in the bathroom at the mirror. Is a cool shot. It was like kind of yeah. off kilter, um, kind of like him. And then we're on a boat. Richard is smoking again. Again. And then Della and Alan are just like really chatting a little Dude, too close. They're like snuggling up on each other. Yeah. And yeah. She like kisses him. On, I think she kisses him. She doesn't. She doesn't kiss him. She doesn't. Him? I had to rewind because I thought. Okay. Yeah, okay. She okay. Okay. But they were dating. They're, they're pretty close. I don't know. She puts her hand on his shoulder. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we get a random slow-mo shot of them dropping anchor. I don't know why it was extra slow. <laughs> I don't know why we did this. There, there was another There was another slow-mo. Really? Yeah. Um, later on. I'll call it out when it happens. Slow-mo call out. Okay. And then they're driving in the countryside. And Alan's like, he has, you know, Richard, you have everything. You know, it's better than being alone. And then Richard's like, you have money. And then Alan puts his hand on Della's leg and said, you should have made a move back then. And I'm like, bro. Yeah, that's who says that. Yeah. And then they get to the log cabin. And there's a fun little tidbit here. This was this cabin was the same cabin that was filmed for John Candy and Dan Aykroyd's film Great Outdoors, which is a movie I saw one time and forgot everything about. I know there's a bear in it. That's it. Um. Are we not going to touch upon that it's their anniversary trip and there's a third wheel? Like, yeah, that's weird. That? It's, their, it's their romantic anniversary trip, but the best friend is invited? Yeah, yeah I don't know that either. Mm. They're using his cabin, but it's I a, guess it's because it's his, his place and then he has the little side house. Yeah. So he's like, oh, come and stay. But he's like... Does he have to be there? Yeah, he's just... Um, like around all the time. Yeah, he's like, you should, you could just stay at my place. I won't be there. I've known you since high school or whatever. Like, just hang out. A little awkward. But yeah, I get, I get why they're doing it. Yeah, and then we get a close up of the deer head mantle and all these like mantles. You're like, this might play in. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. this might play in, and then we meet Alan's helper Alvarez, <laughs> who is played by Dante DeAndre. And he's mostly just on TV. Yeah. But he does play a small role in Scarface. 
Nice. Yeah. He's Italian. He's a he's, he's either Italian or Spanish. I don't know what's going on. I think he's Italian. I think he's Italian. <laughs> we're doing, by the way, this is an audio <laughs> podcast, but we're doing the Italian hands. <laughs> we're doing it. Um, and Alan's like, dude, your anniversary's going to rock or something like that. Yeah. And um, Richard's like... I'm going to go stare off in space. Yeah, he's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, so, he's so mad at everyone. Yeah. Oh, and then it's and he night. Smokes another cigarette. Then it's nighttime. He's sitting by the fire all alone, all mopey and shit. Uh, Alan and Della are talking about Donna Costello. Have you heard? Do you remember Donna Costello? The I, one with the bazookas? I wrote that one. It's the one with the bazookas. I wrote bazookas underline. <laughs> Uh, Do you remember that, the one with the bazooka? Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and then Alan's like, Alan's really laying on thick that he shouldn't have made a move back then. And now when she got with Richard, that broke his heart. And it's just like, dude. Yeah. He's right lot, there. And like more like knee touching and whispering. Yeah. And it's just like, and then mm. he just, Alan, and Richard just walks over and he's like. And Richard hey. just stewing upon like. Yeah. Just not not vocalizing what's going on. Just yeah. keeping his emotions inside. Which is not good. No, do not don't do, do that. that. And then he goes outside, and uh, Alvarez is like, you're, you're a lucky guy. I'm on my fifth marriage or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then he gives him a bottle of liquor because, of course, he needs a he bottle needs of liquor. More. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, and I'm just going to say it now. This episode kind of felt like it had smell vision because I can almost literally smell the liquor from my TV. Oh, That's yeah. how much he's drinking. I can smell it. Yeah. Through the TV. He just looks like a sweaty person. Oh yeah. And Richard wakes up in an empty bed. <gasps> and he goes and snoops on Della and Alan talking. He's been acting strange. Don't you think he suspects anything? Oh, this is when the knee touch happens. Yeah. Oh yeah, God. Yeah. yeah I hope not. And I will say that Richard's face is in utter shock. Great reaction. Mm-hmm. This guy's. You could see he's getting a little unhinged. A little more sweaty. Yeah, and then they mentioned something about, like, the old life ends and new life begins, and they have a drink and stuff like that, and she feels bad for not telling him. So he goes back to bed. She's back in bed. She goes to sleep. No. She lays in bed. Literally one second later, he wakes up. No one's in bed again! Mm -hmm. Like, dude, he's like, like... Do we have to have two times of him waking up? And like, what the hell? And then he finds the new underwear that she has. <laughs> yeah, he like busts open the f- the nice packaging. Yeah. To snoop on her whatever she bought. Because Alan or she, there's no proof that Alan bought it for her. No. It's just his paranoia because he's a, he's a skosh paranoid to remind. Alan us. probably didn't buy it for her. Yeah. Women be shopping. Women be shopping. That she spent that one of those hours of the four hours. She spent four hours. It's supposed to be two she hours. She probably bought more than just that coat. Ridiculous. She bought underwear as well. Ridiculous. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Alvarez is like, "Hey, you know, I was told to watch you," and Richard's like, "You're in on it, aren't you?" And he gets right in his face. I'm like, "Bro," and he says something like racist. Yeah. It's something subtly racist. Yeah, like racist and ageist. I think like at one point he calls him like an old man or something. Yes. And he's, uh, a shirt, and he's shirtless again. Of course, of course. <laughs> and then Alan and Della return, and Della's like, happy anniversary. And Richard just starts, he just starts drinking. Yeah. Make like, t- we went on a nice walk. It's so beautiful outside. Nature, you should come. And he's just like guzzling. Yeah. Bourbon or whiskey or something. He was or guzzling something. Yeah. Whatever's in front of him. Yeah. 
And no, you know why he does it? Because that's what he's good at. And he reveals that he works at a bar now. He's like a bartender or something like that. And, you know, he doesn't have the money. Now it's like, dude, you should have let me know. If you need anything, I'm here for you. And he's like, screw you. And then like, and Dell leaves. And Alan's like, you're an asshole. And he leaves. And then Richard's like, I'm the asshole. You're the one fucking my wife. Yeah. And then more drinking. I put in my notes, more drinking. More drinking. He looks up the deer, deer antlers, and he has like a real goofy, disturbing face. That's, like I the, think, when the slow-mo happens. So there's like a slow pan, slow motion shot to the deer head. Yeah. Yeah. And also on Sweaty McGee's face. <laughs> All right. So we're near the third act, okay? Yeah. Where do you feel like this is going? As your first time watching it, where do you feel like this is going? So... <laughs> I feel like I knew it had something to do with how it ends. I didn't know exactly how it was going to end, um, but I sort of knew what the reveal was going to be. Uh, just because I knew it was a dark episode going into it, so I was kind of reading the clues. Um, and then when I saw the deer head, I don't, I don't know. I guess like I knew like the deer head wasn't going to be used. I, I don't know. I know as a weapon, I kind of wish like it was. That would have been cool. Um, I've had like a Mandela effect, I think, because I've always remembered this episode. I mean, we'll just get into it. I'll just get into what happens. Um, so it's nighttime, and Alan comes home, and he's like, where's Richard? Where's Richard? And he's drunk and goofy upstairs, of course. Mm-hmm. And Alan's like, hey, man, we have a surprise for you. And then... He's like, come over to my apartment. It's yeah. like a little... Yeah, we're across one, it's across the bridge cabin that's like across the yeah. property. Yeah, and he's like, and then Alan, and Richard's like, I've been practicing, and then pans over to arrows on the deer head. Yeah, and he pulls out a crossbow. And it's like surprise. It's kind of dark. I wish that shot was like a little bit brighter. Well, yeah. also because the the quality of what it's I was normal. Watching it's normal that dark. Also. Yeah, I I couldn't really tell like. I mean, I could tell that it was arrows, but I'm like, were those arrows there before? Yeah. Um. And then he yes pulls out the. The, um, bolt. The, the crossbow. Or the crossbow, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he just, he's like, surprise, ha, 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 ha. And yeah. then they start all, they're all laughing or joking. And then he starts moaning, like Della would, I guess. And then he just fires it and hits Alan, like, probably in, like, the stomach area. Kind and of then, ribs. Yeah, and yeah. I'll tell Alan died pretty hardcore. Yeah, he gets, like, shot up against the wall with one arrow. His, I feel, I feel, I feel like his body weight would have broke that arrow. Or he would have slid down and would have slid down more. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he would have got um, pinned into the And also, I don't like think blood would come out of his nose. Yeah. And he might, I feel like it, when it's on the side like that, it might avoid your art, like, you know, your organs. Yeah. So yeah. he might have survived. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he's dead. He did. He, he real dead. Um, Mandela, I feel, I always had it in my brain that he was like, Pushed onto the deer antlers, mm-hmm. like impaled him. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm getting that mixed up with Silent Night, Deadly Night, Night when Deadly that happens. Night. Yeah, which that's sick. Yeah, like and that. I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. And then Della comes back, and Richard's wearing the white coat that Alan bought Della. Mm-hmm. It's very fashionable on him. That's what that shot was for. Is like he's so unhinged that he put his coat on. Yeah, or her coat on, yeah. and it's a white coat, and there's blood on it. And then she's like, "Where is he?" 
And he's, he's hanging around. He's just hanging around. And then his body's hanging up on the wall. And he's like, he has yeah. a goofy face. That's a cool, that's a cool Yeah, and he's like, shot. happy anniversary, baby. And she yeah. runs. Yeah. She runs upstairs to the bedroom, closes the door, pushes the dresser. Yeah. Um, eventually jumps out of the window. Yeah. Because he busts through with a, with a, an axe or something like that. He busts through and they, yeah. I, thought, I thought he was going to say, here's Johnny. And I, he has what, um... The stockings. Yeah, the stockings from, like, the underwear like, and, like, like the panty set or lingerie that he found. Yeah, she jumps out the window and gets all fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And then Richard comes outside and basically strangles her with the stockings that Alan bought her in quotations. Oh, um, when she originally sees Alan up on the, the wall... She has a really good scream. Oh, yeah. Great, great Hell scream. Yeah. Like, blood curdling. Also, how did a drunk Richard get him up that high? And, yeah, logic. He's drunk. He has superpowers. He's drunk. He's got the drunk see, superpowers. Do you see that? Do you see that? Do you see that coat he's wearing? It gives him a little extra energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little extra he, adrenaline. He was really feeling confident. And then he's... But amazing scream from Oh, yeah. And then and amazing death. She really dies hardcore on this one. Yeah, she I, gets it. I feel bad. And then he's like, let's go work on that kid again. And you're like, ew. Ew, yeah, he said that. And I was like, fuck that guy. It's like, ew. And he's dragging her across the bridge into Alan's cabin. He opens the door. Room is dark. And the lights come on to Richard's surprise. Surprise! Look at Banner, yeah. Michael. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Family love Michael. Yeah, fam- <laughs> What it said. Yeah. Um, what it said, uh. Happy anniversary. You're gonna be a yeah, daddy. Yeah, congratulations. You're gonna be a daddy. And it's a great, like, yeah, the great, like, that really in the face of, like, all the people with, the, like, the kazoos. Yeah. And hats. And, and hats. And yeah. then, and then the slow realization. And like, he's just in the doorway with Della, like, yeah. dragging her, like, I don't know, he has, like, um, that lingerie, like, wrapped around her neck, and he's just, like, dragging her. Yeah. Like, choked. And his dead. face is like, oh, my God. And then shot her head just kind of, yeah. like, yeah. laying down, cut cuts. the black. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck. Literally, my my last note says, dark period, fuck period. Yeah. It's a very dark episode. <laughs> dark ending. Um, so I had a little bit of an inkling that, yes, she was pregnant, and that's what they were talking about, just because I'm a perceptive person. I've watched many horror movies, and sometimes that's the storyline. Um, but I did not expect it to be the surprise party at the end. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be, like, they just maybe have, like, a little setup that says, like, just between, like, the three of them, like, a little, like, dinner or something. Yeah, now it makes sense why Alan's cake. there. And a cake, Yeah. Um, I think Alan... And why he had those packages sent in the beginning is because there was party supplies. Yeah. And, and they went on a walk. Yep. They just walked to go make sure everything's set up. Yep. And, um, I do think Alan was a little too... I still think Alan was kind of a little too, A little you know, touchy-feely? A little touchy-feely. <laughs> That's awesome. I will say, I, I understand where Richard's coming from, but, I mean, you can also trust your wife, you know? Yeah. Um... Before we talk more about the episode, let's go through the closing segment. Mm-hmm. Or Crypt Keeper, he's down the party. <laughs> he's got one of those kazoo things. Not kazoo. What is what's those things? That's stretch. Was that kazoo? No, it's a kazoo. Um. Uh, that's what I call dragging your wife to a party. I guess Richard was the guest of horror after all. Just goes to show you what can happen when you let your imagina- imagination run away with you. Here's to your bad health. 
See you next time, boys and ghouls. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And that was, that was Three's a Crowd. Wow. Dark. Very dark. It's one of the darker Very episodes dark. of Tales from a Crypt, I think. Um, where themes... Uh, I was kind of nervous showing you this episode because of what happens at the end. It's kind of like you killed a baby, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it could be a little triggering to some people, yeah. I think. Um, you know, it's Tales... It's tales, so I know um, black comedy. I kind of know what I'm getting into, and I, like I said, I, I knew it was dark going in, so I kind of knew that's where it was going to end up. Um, but yeah. not that dark. But, yeah, I mean that was a lot more impactful than what I had in mind. Well, I mean, yeah, I think the episodes you've done before, like the last episode you did, was cutting cards. Yeah. Like, that's more, like, stupid. That's that stupid, more, of, like, fun. Yeah, I can't yeah. be in this. This yeah. one was not. This was a pure on drama. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely soap opera-ish. Yep. Um, verdict-wise, I don't know how I'd rank this one, Tales of Cut episodes, all five. I'd probably give it a three and a half. Like, you, you get... Give it, like, a three, three and a half. Yeah, it's very... It's a very competent episode. It's got... It takes chances with it. The writing is a little poor. The acting was fine. Mm-hmm. Um... I think Alan was, uh, I think the star was uh, um, Ruth um, that played Della. She was the star of the she episode. She was good. And I will say, you know, the guy who plays Richard's kind of, you know, he's great drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great psychotic person, too. Like, yeah. Really, he's very psychotic. He's a little campy, and I like it that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah, Tails is campy. Yeah. Campy for sure. Overall, I have no complaints. So uh, that's what we think about Three's a Crown. Thank you for watching. Um, before we close out, Diana, do you have anything to plug? I know you do. <laughs> of course I do. So I have two episodes of Jollo the Month Club, my podcast, coming out in the month of July. You will be on one of the episodes. By, by the time this airs, those episodes are right out. Awesome. Yeah. Great to hear. Um, and you can follow my podcast, Jollo the Month Club, on Twitter and Instagram at Jollo Club. You can follow myself, Diana, on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at Diana NK. Um, I think that's about it. I mean, I have a lot of just fun stuff coming to the podcast I'm excited about. Of course, our episode. I have a new a solo episode coming out. I'm also going to be covering Fantasia Film Festival next month, so I'll have a lot of fun film festival content. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I covered it last year, and it was a great, great film festival. Yeah. Um, awesome. <laughs> so until next time, kiddies. Bye.